CalCast is delivered by FedEx, our presenting sponsor. FedEx provides solutions that help businesses simplify shipping operations and grow their reach to new customers. See how FedEx can help save your business time on shipping. Visit FedEx.com slash e-commerce to learn more. That's FedEx.com slash e-commerce. Hello, this is Coach Cal from the CalCast. And today's guest, that's right, because it's Super Bowl week, Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I would say, growing up in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was the 11th pick out of Miami of Ohio. Great story about high school. You wonder, how in the world did he end up there? He talks about it. You talk about two-time Super Bowl champion, comebacks. The alt, we talk about the competitiveness. 19 fourth-quarter comebacks in Steeler history. Wow. All-time leader in career wins, passing touchdowns, pass attempts, pass completions, and passing yards. And we do talk a little bit. I, I make a comment about, you know, because he did make a comment saying that, you know, if there is a next year, and, and he and I talked about it briefly, or at least I talked to him briefly. Um, I've known him for a long time, being a Steeler fan, going uh, a Mike Tomlin fan. And, and I even told him this. I said, you know, I'm a Yankee fan and a Boston Red Sox fan. You can't be both. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because I am. I'm also a Steeler fan. I grew up in Pittsburgh. But Bob Kraft and his wife Myra were on the board at UMass when I was there and our biggest supporters. I was always watching the Patriots and how they were playing and their excellence and all that. And So I'm a fan of both. But I did grow up in Pittsburgh. Um, when I went up and, and, and spent time with Mike Tomlin, um, I got to know him because he was at Memphis for a little while. I wasn't there when he was there, but he was at Memphis for a year. Randy Feekner, his quarterback's coach, was our offensive coordinator at Memphis, and that's how I got to know him. And so when I would go up, they brought Ben down for a game. I went up and watched training camp. I've been at games. I've been in the locker room. And let me just tell you, the guy always has a smile on his face. Always. And again, this guy's a competitor now always would go out of his way to say hello, but not just to me. I mean, he understands he's wearing that jersey. And I think, again, we talk about that um, and things that I think are important to him. Um, he went back to get his degree. We talked about it. Why'd you do that? So there are a lot of things that I would hope that when you listen to, yes, we talked about Super Bowl. He gave the score. He gave the score and why. Talked about both teams. He gives his overview of it, and I think it's really interesting. And I, I thought it would be a good time to get him on. Super Bowl week. Blue Apron time. Here you go. Ellen! Hold on. Oh, you made some good stuff this week. I always make good stuff with Blue Apron. This time it was some seared chicken and mashed potatoes with kale, mushrooms, and verjuice. Well, let me ask you, the chicken, though, wasn't breaded at all, was it? No, it was not. No. It, was, it was really good. They were browned in the pan and sautéed the, uh, chopped up some kale. And you enjoyed it very much. It was okay. delicious. It was, it was very good. It was very good. 
And it's very simple, very quick, very easy. Everything's pre-measured, and uh, it's very I'm going to tell you all this. She's having a ball cooking this stuff, and I'm having a ball eating this stuff. Because there's no thinking about planning a menu. I don't think about eating either. I just, whatever's <laughs> in front of me, I eat. It's always fresh. It's always quick and easy, and it's very good. Blue Apron delivers great meals made with fresh ingredients right to your door for less than $10 a meal. I'm telling you, you guys are going to love Blue Apron, and you can try it for free. Here are a few of the meals that you could be enjoying. Pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach. Mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping right to your door by going to blueapron.com coach. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com coach. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I did ask him, would he watch the game? What do you think he said? Would he watch the game? I'm just telling you, when we get knocked out of the NCAA tournament, I'm not watching games. Now, I may go to the Final Four and sit there and watch a game from inside the arena. Sometimes. Sometimes I just say, not not doing it. Um, I'm not going to be there without my team. Uh, So he talks about that. Um, But it was a great interview to learn about a guy who's one of the best to ever play the sport. Think about the four quarterbacks that were in the final. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Ben Roethlisberger. Those are the last four teams standing. I'm hoping you enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking with them. I enjoyed spending time, and I think you'll enjoy it. Today's guest on the CalCast. Ben Roethlisberger. That's right, folks. Pittsburgh Steelers. You know I'm a Steelers fan, and I say Steelers. I don't even say Steelers anymore. It's the Steelers. Um, all-time leader in wins and touchdowns and pass attempts and pass, passing yard, all this stuff. Um, I'm going to talk about his competitiveness a little bit. Fourth quarter comebacks, 19 the most ever. I mean, the stuff is crazy, but what you don't know, Ben was a Hell of a basketball player. At least he says that. I mean, Ben, before we talk football, you averaged 26.5, nine rebounds, five assists. Well, did you shoot every ball? Was there a three-point line? I mean, were you just ba- – you know what? Talk about basketball first. Well, I tell you, Coach, I, I to this day still – love basketball um you know it's, it's probably my favorite sport I've always been my thing um i think it just runs in our blood um my sister went to school to play basketball she probably should have went to play volleyball she she was uh she, she couldn't give up the basketball blood like like i had to play football but uh, i don't know what it is um you know you go out and shoot hoops all day um by yourself it's kind of hard to throw a football up in the air by yourself for, for too long so basketball was always my first love i just um you know, I played 26 point points. Six, you were a point guard. Did anybody six, else six, get four, the ball? Six, four, Did anybody else get the ball? You were a point guard scoring 26. 
I was a distributor. The problem was, see, the thing was I created mismatch problems. At 6'4", point guard, you put a big guy on me, I'd stay outside and shoot it. If you put a little guy on me, I'd go down low. I, I had more moves than a can of worms. <laughs> All right, well, let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. You went to Duke's campus. Grand Hill took you around? You went for football. They were trying to recruit you in football. Yeah, I went down there for a football, took a visit down there, and, and absolutely loved it. All, I was actually probably came in, in second. I, I loved that place and, and almost went. Wow. And Grant Hill took you around? He was with you on the visit? Yeah, I got to, got to do some stuff with uh, Shanahan and, and, and Grant. Got to see them and, and go and uh, look at the, the arena. I mean, just everything down there was beautiful. I loved it. Like I said, I, I to go see those games would have been a lot of fun to – to be a part of it, but, um, you know, in the, at the end of the day, it just wasn't the, the right place for me. All right, well, let me ask you this. What if I were at Kentucky and I came in and watched you play and I said, I got to have this guy? I mean, and I'd sit you down and say to your family, look, the kid's special. He's a big guard. I love big guards, you know. You look, the guards yeah, I have are big guards. What, what would you have done? I mean, would you have dropped the football and come to Kentucky? What would you have done? It would have been it would have been a tough one for me. You know, I went to Kentucky's football camp back in the day when I was a junior. Um, went there and uh, uh, was was a kind of a part of that. But um, you know, coach, you know, I got a lot of love and respect for. I probably would have went. You know, I would have stayed for longer than a year too, just so you know. <laughs> hey, I would have <laughs> gave, gave, gave you my best, and I promise you, I would have passed the ball a lot. Well, all my Steeler fans then are happy that I didn't do any recruiting back then to try to get you <laughs> with me. I'll tell you what, you know what what you've right. been what you've been able to do. Um, is incredible, but I I don't know if people know this. When you were in high school, you only played quarterback your senior year. You were like a wide receiver, a flanker. What? Tell me, tell me that. Yeah. So so going back to high school, my junior year, I went down to that Kentucky camp that we were talking about. Went down as a quarterback, and um, you know they they had everyone was playing quarterback, and you know doing seven on seven games and. You know, you can play quarterback and sit down and wait for your turn, or you can get on the field. You know me, I'm a competitor. I want to be on the field. So I told him, I said, shoot, I'll play wide receiver while I'm waiting for my turn to play quarterback just because I want to play. And uh, so I played wide receiver and um, was just, just, just to get on the field and then went back to, to high school my junior year. Um, the, the coach's son was a year ahead of me, and he was the quarterback. And, um, you know, he thought it was best. His son uh, started the quarterback, and – once again, I said, well, I don't want to sit and be the backup. I want to get on the football field. So I told him I'll do whatever it takes to get on the field. Let me play tight end, receiver, whatever it is. So I played receiver and, and actually ended up all state at wide receiver my junior year. Um, and, and so then he, his son graduated, obviously, and, and it was my turn. But you know, a little known fact, uh, you know, my, my junior year playing wide receiver, I threw four, I think four passes, and they all were like wide receiver passes. Four for four for four touchdowns. <laughs> what would they do? They'd step you back and you'd catch it and let it go? Yep, throw, you know, the double pass, throw it yeah. to me, fake the reverse. But so I think it was either three for three or four for four for four touchdowns. Signs of things to come. All right, so <laughs> so let me ask you, Coach's son, how good was he? Was he pretty good quarterback? He was a, he was a very good athlete. Um, you know, could throw the ball okay, but, but you know, was kind of the runner, uh, left-hander, kind of the, the athlete-type guy. Um, it, it was a it was a good high school football player, and, and the ironic part was I went to college to play quarterback. He went to college to be a wide receiver. Come on, that is yeah, crazy. He went to, that uh, is crazy. Denison, I think. So if I played my son over Malik Monk, you know Brad's on my team, it probably had right. a problem. I probably have a little bit of an issue there. I think Malik would look back and say, "What what, what were you thinking?" 
you you uh so so Miami of Miami University, Miami of Ohio. Um right. again, was it because it was close to home? You got a relationship with the coach? Did did Ohio State and these guys just not know? I mean, tell me, you you go to the Mac, you you hold every record at at Miami and a bunch at the Mac records. Yeah, you know, so I um, you know, going into my, you know, nowadays shoot, you know this you're recruiting guys in probably the sixth, seventh grade now. You know, I mean, that's that's what it that's what it takes nowadays. Guys are recruiting so early, um, you know, and 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 when you only play one year, um, you know, you going into your senior year of high school, most guys have probably already committed. You know, back in back, you're talking, you know, a long time ago. You're talking 17 years ago now. Um, you know, 18 years ago, guys have already committed and whatever. And so, I was going into my senior year and, and hadn't played quarterback yet, so no one really knew anything about me. And then the first game, uh, I threw six touchdowns. Uh, I, I got a letter from Coach Hepner at Miami and, um, you know, and some other small school stuff. And, um, you know, he was the first one to offer me a scholarship after that first game. Uh, I went to their camp, so they saw that too. But, um, and then, you know, next week I threw five touchdowns. And then about halfway through the season, about everybody in the country was offering me a scholarship because at that point I had about 30 touchdowns. Uh, ended up with 54 touchdowns, over 4,000 yards my senior year, one-year quarterback. And by that time, everyone was offering me scholarships. But I just felt loyal to Miami, to Coach Hepner, um, who, who unfortunately has passed away, but was a, was like a father figure to me. It was kind of relatively close to home, two and a half hours. Um, there was a, a senior quarterback that was going to be there, and then I knew I'd have a shot to, to sit for one year, then play. And it just everything felt right, the academics, the school was beautiful. So I just – it all just, just – felt right to go together and, and I'll tell you another quick story about everyone asking you're from Ohio why don't you go to Ohio State well I took an unofficial visit down to Ohio State and saw Coach Cooper and I was the greatest thing since sliced bread you would have thought that I was the number one recruit in the world of all time I, I was great he couldn't wait for me to come I saw him the next weekend I was getting ready to fly down to Duke saw him in the airport we're talking less than seven days later and he didn't recognize me. Didn't know who I was. I went up to him, introduced myself again, and he didn't recognize me. So that was the end of my Ohio State day. I, I don't know. Canceled how... my visit. I was, I was going the next weekend to Ohio State, and I canceled it. So there's a little lesson for you, Coach. Don't ever forget somebody. Oh, I, I tried not to, but let me ask you this. I'm, I'm working with smaller numbers, and there are times on my team I look around, and I'm remembering players from the early 90s, and I'm calling guys Anton, and, and they're like, Anton? I'm not Anton. <laughs> I don't know how a football – if I was a football coach, I would call guys yep. by, by numbers. 60, come yep, over here. Do they do that? Do they ever do that? We, 12, we, get over here, 12. I still do that. <laughs> I still do that when young guys come in. Yeah, come I mean, in. you don't Learn know. Name, right? Yeah, they got 22 young guys and you come in. There's no way. Hey, 45, way to play. They got what? a helmet on. I mean, come on. I mean <laughs> – I, and I probably wouldn't have cared that much if it wasn't like literally four or five days later. And, and he, I was I like, like I said, I was the best, and then I was nobody. So the worst that, that one is, wrong. like I said, I, I agree, but oh well. Hey, how about this? The worst one is when you're misspelling names. Oh yeah, you got it. I get on my staff. There's certain things you just don't do, and and uh, it's funny what would turn a kid off. You know, you still remember today. I can tell you, we did something at Kansas, and we spelled a kid's name wrong one time, and the kid never. He he ended up going to Arkansas. And it was a hell of a player. Yep. And he just said, "Hey, man, crazy you know, other Yeah, it does. It's nuts. All right, let's let's shift gears. People that don't know you, um, if you you have nineteen fourth quarter comebacks, which tells you, you you got fire in the belly. You're you're like, okay, we got to do this. I'm gonna do. I'll do. If I if I get hit, if I got to run, I'm gonna do something. We're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. 
your competitiveness on the golf course. You 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 don't you, let's go. I'm coming at you and 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 then a story was told to me. You were playing basketball in a pool and it got heated. You went in and put socks on so you wouldn't slip around. Come on, tell me that's not true. Is that true? Is that true? So, so I, I I I think I get it from my grandma. The competitiveness <laughs> I I've been told. You know, it's I I used to joke that you know I I was raised a gentleman. You open the door for people. Sometimes I have a hard time opening it because that means they're going in before me. You're sick. It's you tough. Are sick. You know, I want to be the first. I, I, I do. I'm a pool, ping pong, golf, whatever it is. Is that your is that your thing though? Is that how you went from one year and then you go to the Mac and you're like, look, I don't care where Yeah. Would that is it moved you? Was it fear of failure? I've talked to guys that say, you know, I was afraid of failing. Other guys, no, nah, I never thought about it. I'm just a competitor. Yeah, I did that's just me. I mean it's you know, it's the same thing, you know, you know, being a Steelers fan and, and us being friends and stuff that people talk about how you know, I don't, I don't get sacked. I don't go down. I don't quit. That's, it has nothing to do with anything other than I'm a competitor. I, I can't, I can't see myself just falling to the ground when a guy's coming close to me to sack me. I, I want to extend the play. Sometimes it doesn't work, but you know what? I'm going to compete and I'm going to fight my butt off um, to to try and and keep a play going to keep the play alive because that's just a competitor in me. You know, and and there will be times that you'll make statements, but I'm going to imagine your team accepts like this dude is a competitor and he going to speak his mind at times because he's just, he wants to win so bad. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The guy, you know, you around guys and life expectancy in the NFL is not real long. It's only a few years. So there's so much turnover, but, but that's one thing that guys learn quickly about me is I'm a competitor and I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Hold on a second, Ben. It doesn't matter whether you're on a football field, basketball court, or in business. You need the best talent on your team to win. Remember what Ben just said was a major reason he chose to go to Miami of Ohio? They were the first to recognize his talent and make an offer. All those offers poured in later from different schools, but he chose to go with the one that found him first. With so many people out there, when you're hiring, you can find the best talent before your competition finds them. ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in its database. Let me say that again, 9 million. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in. Quickly screen and rate the best candidates, then hire the right person fast. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal. See for yourself why ZipRecruiter's been featured in Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, TechCrunch, the New York Times, and more. Again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal and post your jobs for free. Speaking of talented folks in the business world, my friend Papa John just wrote a book called Papa, the story of Papa John's pizza. You guys are going to want to check it out. I got to get Papa back on the show to talk about how he went from being a dishwasher to 5,000 Papa John's stores. There's always a good time for hot, delicious pizza from Papa John's, a business lunch, school meeting, party, or a big game. All great times to order Papa John's. And get this, if you use my exclusive promo code, Coach Cal, you'll get 25% off your regular 
menu price order, including delicious items like their stuffed cheese sticks and the ultimate meats pizza. Just enter Coach Cal when you order online at papajohns.com or on the Papa John's app. The offer is good at participating stores in the U.S. only. Whether it's a big game with friends or anytime you're hungry for some delicious Papa John's pizza, use my promo code, Coach Cal, and get 25% off your regular menu price order. Any day of the week. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. In the old days, in the Super Bowl, because I want to talk about this Super Bowl stuff coming up. And you know I was in, in up in New England when you guys got dinged. I was mm-hmm. at the game sick, you know. And I, Look, and I, I hate to tell you, I'm a Yankee fan and a Boston Red Sox fan. Both. And they say you can't okay. be. Okay. I am, you know I'm a Steelers fan. But Bob mm-hmm. Kraft has been so good to my wife and I because I was a coach at UMass. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm, I like the Patriots. Yeah. You two playing together mm-hmm. was a tough one. But, you know – that game, they played so well, any mistakes were de- devastation. And I'll tell you this, there were no penalties. For how long right. did it go before there was a, anything that happened for either team? You know, that, that's, what, that's what it takes, though. And, and as you move further in the tournament, you know that, um, you know, which we call the tournament, the playoffs and all that stuff, is uh, the, the more mistakes you make, uh, the, the, you're not going very far. You know, every, every mistake is magnified. Every turnover is magnified. So, you can't make mistakes. And when we played in that championship game, they made they, they didn't make very many mistakes. And that's really the only way you can beat a team that's as good as they are and as much of a veteran group as they are is that they have to play a bad game and you have to play a good game. And, you know, we were a, we're a very young team, uh, you know, that a lot of guys first time going to a championship game. And um, I think it maybe been a little overwhelming for some of the young guys that didn't know what to expect. And uh, they made we made mistakes and they didn't. And that's, that's what's going to be, you know, the outcome of a game. What about Bell going down? Big effect on it? Well, it, it hurts. I mean, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, backs in the game. Uh, he's so versatile and do so many different things on the football field. He's a weapon. Um, you know, it, it, it hurt us. But but I also want to give credit to D'Angelo because I thought D'Angelo Williams stepped up and did an he unbelievable did. job. He both, did. Both running the ball and catching the ball. It was awesome. How about him? He's from Memphis, Tennessee. He was mad at me when I left Memphis to go to Kentucky. He didn't want to speak to me when I went up to the training camp. But I went over and grabbed him anyway. I love the guy. Um, <laughs> Let me let me say this about Bell. How about this hesitation? And it works. I've never seen a running back do that. How does it work? Where yeah. he just goes and uh, stops. Yeah, he's he's as patient as I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I can I hand it off sometimes. I turn around and just kind of watch. And uh, it, it's I, sometimes I'm sitting there thinking like, go go. What are you doing? Like you're going to get killed. <laughs> but you know, he knows what he's doing. And and you know, he's only as good as that line is. That line's really good. They played great this year. And. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he just, he, his patience is unbelievable. It kind of gets guys, you know, guessing which way he's going to go. And then he explodes and hits the hole. And it's, it's pretty fun to watch. All right. In the old days, it was all about your defense. Your defense in the Super Bowl as you went through the playoffs. Do you think that shifted a little bit now? Because Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and yourself had the final four teams. I mean, his offense shifted like, okay, you better have a good defense or you're still not playing, but the separator now instead of defense becomes offense. Is that true? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Is it Boy, true? Boy, yeah, I don't think you're far off. I mean, you got to have it. Obviously, you got to have a defense to get you there. You can't outscore everybody every week. You know, your defense has to step up because you're going to have a, an off day on offense and your defense needs to step up. And it could be a playoff game. 
you know, could be, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's just now teams are scoring so many points that you have to have an offense that keeps up. You've got to be able to keep up with the other team. And, um, you know, teams are focusing so much on receivers and running backs and tight ends and quarterbacks that um, you got to put up the points. You know, it's funny. In, in, uh, in the NCAA tournament, I always say, you can't be a team that's scoring 61, 62 a game because you're going to hit somebody that's going to get 75. You've got to be right. able to score points in that tournament. And the other thing that you talked about, I'm on my team right now. We're turning the ball over at critical times late in the game that lead to layups. So there's two things happen. You don't get an opportunity to score or miss it and rebound it and score or get fouled, and they get a breakaway easy basket. It happened at Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It's happened last game. So we're working on that stuff ourselves. All right, how about this one? You guys losing the championship game. Will you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll watch it. We're um, we're headed out to California where my agents are. My sister lives out there, plays volleyball. And uh, we're going to head out there. My agents have a little uh, get-together at their house. So we'll go over there and, you know, we, we watch the commercials and then have the game <laughs> on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I didn't realize that New England and Pittsburgh, there's like a hatred there between those two. I mean, like these two organizations uh, are like, it is, you know, we're there, we've been there, you've been there, we, and it's us two, and let's go. And it's, is it a, is it, what kind of, you know, I know there's respect, but I think. Yeah, that, I'd, I'd say there's more respect than a, than a hatred. I mean, that's, you know, there's divisional hatred, you know, Baltimore and us and Cincinnati and us, but I don't think there's a, a hatred there. I think it's, a, you know, they've, they've kind of, you know, we played them now twice in my, uh, 13 years in the championship game, my my rookie year and this year. It's only the second time we've met in the, in the championship game, which seems kind of crazy as often as the two of us are in Super Bowls in the playoffs. But, um, you know, I just I think there's respect. I, but obviously they've they've gotten the better of us twice in the championship game So um, and, and kind of had our number. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're like the little brother trying to keep up with the big brother in a sense. New England, Atlanta. Tell me your view of that game, what it will look like. You know, what What do you think? Well, you never know uh, what's going to happen, but if, if you just kind of look at the numbers and look at it on paper, um, you know, it, you have to start with the quarterback. And, and to me, um, Matt Ryan is the MVP of the league this year. He's played at an incredibly high level. He's got some amazing weapons. Um, you know, he's got the perfect um, elements every week. You know, he's indoors. There's no wind. There's no snow. It's perfect. And, and you know, he's playing in Houston where he'll have the same sort of thing. So something he's used to, which he'll love. I think Tom Brady, I think I saw a stat where he's been to more Super Bowls than the whole Atlanta Falcon team combined. You know, so you look at that experience, and that's a big game. I don't care how much of a veteran you are or whatever. It's a big game. You're always nervous, anxious, excited. The Patriots have a little bit of that um, that, that experience on their side where Atlanta's going to be, you know, relatively new at it. And if they can weather the storm early and the, the nerves and the, the anxiousness and score a lot of points, I mean, they're, they're a pretty dynamic offense that can score a lot of points. So, they have that on their side, but, um, you know, if you have to look at, at what you're talking about when it comes down to experience, look at what the Patriots have. It's hard to go against Tom and, and his experience and how good he is. You think it'll be a high-scoring game? I do, uh, unless there's some craziness because it's, uh, you know, it's the Super Bowl and there's there's all kinds of things. That Patriot defense is a lot better than they've, than they've been given credit for, but uh, I, I have to believe um, it will be. All right, so give me a score. Don't give me who wins and loses. Just give me a score. Um, I'm going to say 28-35. Wow. 
All right, I would have said more than that, but that's what do I? I'm a basketball. Yeah, coach. I just think. Yeah, I know, but I just think this. I think it's the Super Bowl. I just think it's you, you, the nerves are going to be going. I, I, you know, for someone to go down and score the opening drive is never easy. I just, I think the Patriots defense is better than you think. Well, and let me say this: I don't know if you know, I can still throw a football. Like I don't know, I was yeah. on, I was on, oh yeah, 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 and and uh, love, I love playing. You know who was my favorite quarterback of all time? You're going to go crazy. Fran, Tark- me. Fran Tarkington. You know who else I liked in Uh-oh. Pittsburgh? You know who else I liked in Pittsburgh before you were born? You ready? Terry Hanratty. That's right. From Notre <laughs> Dame that would throw bombs. Absolute bombs. <laughs> now, the Steelers weren't real good back then, but I love Terry Hanratty. He, was, he came yeah. out of Notre Dame. And, uh... All right, let, let me ask you this. You went to Super Bowl. What was your preparation? funky stuff you did is there any um superstitious stuff you did well you, you try and do your best to make it just like all the other games you know even though you know it's not deep down inside and there's all the you're out there for an extra week and there's all the media and the hoopla and all the stuff that goes along with it, it it's not a normal game by any means but you do everything you can in preparation to make it just like i mean you have the same routine you have the same um, practice mentality, the same. Whatever you do during the week of the regular season, you do everything you can to keep the exact same uh, or as close as you can because you, you want it to, to just be that way. How can I make this as normal of a game as I can make it because no one else is going to make it a normal game. And then the distractions, were it was it all based on tickets? What, what other distractions? Were there things that they throw in to try to disrupt your team? I mean, what were distractions? Yeah, you know uh, – Tickets are part of it. I, I never really worried too much about that. But, you know, there, there's just so much. I mean, every day you've got media. You've got the practices. You've got, um, you know, different interviews. You've got um, a photo ops. You've got to do things with the team. You've got things individually. You, it just it, it throws you out of your normal routine when you're at home. You know, you're at your practice facility. Well, now all of a sudden you're at the city. You're practicing at a college. You know, you've got more uh, of the free time that now they've taken. That normally you have a home that now they take up with. Um, you know, maybe taking pictures with the trophy, taking team pictures, doing media days, just so much is, is a, a different routine, which makes it tough. How did you deal with it? What did you do? I just, I just tried to make it as easy. You know, as, when I was the young guy, my second year in the league, I was just follow, trying to follow the older guys around, follow Jerome Bettis and follow some of those guys. Like, what are they doing, you know? And then as uh, when I got my second one, um, I was a little more prepared, so I was more helping the young guys understand, hey, make sure you make it as normal as possible. Um, your family's there to spend time with them. Just whatever you do during the week, do the same thing. I got a couple stiller, stiller things I got to ask you about. First of all, you're the only one that's hearing the offensive plays that are called to you. Do you ever hear a call and say, what in the, what? Do you ever, or, or would you just change it? Say, not, we're not doing that. Can you, were you able to overrule stuff? Or, you know, if it was in the crunch of a big-time game, I would imagine you say, i got to trust this guy and we got to run what he's saying. A little bit of both, yes. I've, I've, I have had a play call come in before. Um, it should have been doing this a long time. You know, I've had a, a play call come in and be like, what in the world is that? <laughs> I've had a play call come in that I've, that I've changed um, before because it just it, I didn't think it was going to work or whatever. Um, but you also have a lot of play calls come in that – even if you do, like, man, I'm not really sure that's a good play, you, you know what? You trust your guy. You trust your coordinator. You trust his study, his, his, um, his preparation. 
and that in his knowledge and his work with the other coaches because he's he's in communication with constantly with the other coaches so you have to trust that as well so uh, there's far more times that I trust their their calls than I would ever you know change it or mix it up yeah but you've been in the league a long time so you have probably I would imagine Mike gives you a little room uh, knowing what you know and uh, let, let's just shift to him just for a minute Mike Tomlin 10 years I mean the the reality the names that he's in the same the Shulas the Ditkas I mean stuff that's happened in these first 10 years and it's not easy in Pittsburgh I lived in Pittsburgh everybody has the mm-hmm. answer the media it is the it is whether you think it's a college town whatever baseball or not, it is that you can't get season tickets I mean you can't people right. got to die or you they they're in no so he I think again in in 10 years what he's done has been amazing now You've been his quarterback, which has made it so that he knows the point. But when I'm at training camp, I see how intense he is, but I see that he's a player's coach, but he's not afraid to to really get after it. I mean, what what would you say? Um, what would be what mm-hmm. you would want people to know that who who wouldn't know him? Yeah, I, w- I would say you know I would say what you say is very fair, very accurate. You know, he's a guy that um, can be very intense. You know, especially you know you see training camps and games where he looks like he's, you know, it's serious, serious, and he's focused, and, he, and that's how he is. You know, he is very focused on wanting to be the best and wanting his team to be the best. But I also would say that he is a very fun guy in terms of he knows kind of – he can turn it on and off. You know, when, it's, when we're on the field between the lines, he's, he's 90% business. You know, he still has still have to have some fun on the field at times, but he's, he's 90 95% business. When we're outside the lines, he's, he's like 15% business. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he's still doing business and, and he's serious and this and that, but he also understands that it's, you know, when, when you're not between those, the white lines, you, you've got to be able to have a little bit of fun. You've got to be relaxed. You also have to be, as a head coach, you have to be a father figure sometimes. You have to be a coach. You have to be a mentor. You have to be a teacher. There's a lot of, of, of hats, if you will, that he has to wear, and I think he wears them very well. How much, how much room, and again, I'm watching – training camp, but I'm watching games. How much room does he give you to lead? In other words, look, this is your team. How much room did he give you? Oh, all the reins I, I want and need. Um, but I think that's come with trust. It's come with belief. It's come with knowledge of each other. Uh, we've been around each other for 10 years now. He knows um, where my heart is. He knows that I'm a competitor, that I always want what's best for the team. It's never about me. So I think he's given me all the leeway that I need because he knows that um, you know, I've, I've been doing it for a long time, and I always put the team um, in, in the best interest. I do everything in the best interest of the team. Look, you're one of those guys that when I coach and the national anthem's being played and I kind of look down the line, you're one of the guys that looks at me and winks. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, and I always will look down like, who is it? And there'll be guys, when I had Sam Cassell, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him, he's winking, let's go. Let's throw this thing up and let's go. Um, yeah. All right. Your wife, Ashley, two degrees. Is she still working in cardiac surgery department at the hospital? No, she, she's a full-time mother right now. That, that's more of a full-time job, but she wants to get I back into it. it once the kids get older. All right. You went back to get your diploma. Why'd you do that? Because uh, it was important to me, uh, both for my parents and for my kids. Um, you know, I, I left school obviously early, and, and, but, I, but I felt like how could I as a parent – ever tell my kids how important school is if I didn't have my degree. 
So I wanted to go back and get it, and, and I am so glad I did. I joke with people it took me 13 years to get a PE degree, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I just, you know, I try to tell all these kids to come with me and maybe stay a year or two, and I just say at some point you're going to have to look your children in the eye and talk mm-hmm. about education, and they're going to look at you and say, Dad, you don't have a degree and you did fine. It ain't going to work, and I love what you're saying. You know, it's, yep. it is for your family. It is for your uh, your your own kids to know. Look, look, I did all this and I still got my degree. I went back. So uh, mm-hmm. what a, what a great thing. Um, let me let me tell you. You know, I'm a big fan. Um, I love watching you because you always have a smile on your face. You're the ultimate competitor. I mean, you you'll fight people to win now. You 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 you, you imagine there were young when you were younger, you would bite a little bit. But you were going to win, and, and I will tell you that, but you always have a smile on your face. You're always kind to people. You always reach out. Like, you see me. Come on, I see you twice, twice in, a, in a year maybe, and you make a point to come over and say, hey, man. But it's not just me. That's how you are. And I can tell you yeah. that uh, um, what you've become as a quarterback, as a role model, not only for your family but the city of Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you, you know, you made the statement, that, well, you know, if there's a next year and all this, let me just give you this because we're not going to discuss it. My dad always told me, you don't make a decision as an accountant at the end of tax season because at the end of tax season, you're fried and razzled and dazzled and all that. Mm -hmm. The problem with me as a coach, the decisions we have to make for jobs are when the season ends. Very difficult, very difficult. All I can tell you – Whatever you're doing, I'm with you, my friend. I want to get you down to a game. I want you to do the white. Now, you know the Cincinnati Bengal fans like want to punch me because having you down, having Mike down. And I like Marvin. Marvin's a great guy. He's a hell of a right, coach and a great guy. Um, but I grew up in Pittsburgh. They don't understand. I grew up in Pittsburgh. It's where that's my I home. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I appreciate you, Coach. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, it's uh... – as you are as a great mentor and coach that you are, um, you know, I, I, you were talking about having a smile on my face is because I appreciate every day, you know, uh, Jesus, my Lord and savior, he, he didn't say tomorrow's promise to any of us. So why not enjoy every moment of it, whether it's being a parent, a role model, a football player, whatever it is, you know, football is what I do. It's not who I am. And, um, I, I'm just so thankful and blessed to do it. And that's why I put a smile on my face every day and enjoy the heck out of it because, you never know when it's going to be your last one. So make uh, make each one count. And I appreciate your friendship, Coach. And I look forward to trying to get down there sometime and checking out a game. I'll have my, my Kentucky gear on so they can't boo me. <laughs> ben, I appreciate <laughs> you. And I appreciate your friendship. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. So what would you take from it? What would you take from that interview that – he played on a high school team where the coach's son was the quarterback, so he had to wait his turn. That I'll play whatever position you want. Did you learn about why Miami of Ohio that he did visit Duke? Did you what? What did you take from it? The competitiveness um, when you hear what he's about, the kind of person he is, uh, what he stands for. I would hope you walk away and say, "Wow, there's some stuff there that." You know, beyond football. And he said, I'm, uh, I, I play football. That's not what defines me. What a great statement. Think about that. I like to say I coach, but it's not what defines who I am and what I'm about. I coach basketball. It's my profession. 
So he gave the score of the Super Bowl. I think he's way low. Like, whoa, way low. Um, but we will see. I've been wrong before. 1978, I believe it was. Might have been 77. 77, 78, I was wrong. So we'll see. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, guest, we got a special one. It's craziness. Let's have some fun. <laughs>